Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. I'm Nelson. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings again today from Philadelphia, where the road trip will finally move forward here for the Pelicans. After a practice day yesterday, the Pelicans are back in action tonight, take on the Philadelphia 76ers before heading north of the border up to uh, Toronto, Canada. So here again on this Friday, we originate from the team hotel in Philadelphia, and we'll talk a lot of Pelicans basketball today with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. We're going to share with you um, our interview from last night's Monty Williams radio show. It's our most extensive visit of the week with Coach, and it's yours today on the Black and Blue Report. Football-wise, two great guests stopped by uh, our uh, studios via telephone today, one of which uh, comes your way from the North Shore, St. Tammany Parish. That's former NFL quarterback Bubby Brister. He will share with us his thoughts on the four remaining quarterbacks in the NFL and perhaps even a thought of who he thinks might win this weekend in both of the championship football games. We'll pose the same question as far as who might come out of there this weekend to Kevin Burkhart, our good friend from the NFL on Fox, is here with us to share his experiences with the four teams. He's had contact with all of them this season, and now that his season is done with regard to play, calling play-by-play for the NFL on Fox, he'll be able to enjoy the games this weekend and offers up his thoughts on uh, how we should maybe view them going into a Sunday afternoon. So we've got a great guest list for you today. Again, it's Bubby Brister, then Kevin Burkhardt, and Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. Coach and the Pelicans tonight will be going for a winning record and a winning mark on this road trip when they take on the Sixers, who probably on paper they should handle. And if the Pelicans play the same way they did against Detroit the other night, I think we will get out of here with a win tonight before heading off to Toronto. I'm not so sure Drew Holiday's a go tonight. There may be some other changes. Um, Tune in tonight at 6 Central on the Pelicans Radio Network or on television at Fox Sports New Orleans. You'll get all the news right at the top before they throw the ball in the air and get started on the ball game. I'll tell you more about the game uh, before we wrap up here on this Friday. But here from Philadelphia, we're going to take our first timeout, and when we come back, we'll start our guest list off with Bubby Brister.
I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, January 21st at 7 when the Los Angeles Lakers come to town. It's Oshner Health and Fitness Night with the first 8,000 fans receiving a free Pelicans aluminum water bottle courtesy of Oshner. The Pelicans' best pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $19. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to our show. Coming to you from Philadelphia today, Pelicans and Sixers later on tonight. We'll have some conversation with Monty Williams here in just a moment. But uh, leading off our guest list today is former NFL quarterback Bobby Brister. He played, of course, for the Steelers, the Eagles, the Jets, the Broncos, and the Vikings. And I can't believe we've waited this long, but he's finally here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Hello, Bobby. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. This is a great uh, treat to have you here on this Friday. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about the quarterbacks we're going to see this weekend in the AFC and NFC championships. Um, I'm not so sure I know how you've watched them, uh, whether it be during the regular season or here during the playoffs, but perhaps some thoughts on the different quarterbacks and their different styles that we're going to see in the two games this weekend. Well, first of all, they're all uh, playing very well at this point. Um, You know, the AFC guys, I – I wish the Broncos were in there where I could talk to you about that quarterback, but uh, mm-hmm. it didn't work out last week. But I think, um, you know, everybody there that's playing this weekend, they're at the top of their game. You know, they uh, they have all the intangibles. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch them. It's just a shame. I was watching the games last week. It's a shame that one of the teams has to lose because everybody's playing so well and the quarterbacks have been – you know, playing well and playing hurt, it's uh, it's just it's just tough that somebody has to lose, but that's part of it. But I'm excited to watch it this weekend. It'll be fun. Bobby, can you can you take those quarterbacks that we'll see this weekend and 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 slot them? I guess do we have do we have the more traditional NFL quarterback, and then do we have is it an anomaly with Russell Wilson, or is he the future of quarterbacking in the NFL? Well, it it just depends. Um, you know, the other guys uh, are winning their way. Uh, you saw Tom Brady uh, make a touchdown the other day with his feet, and it wasn't very far. But uh, every now and then, you do have to shuffle, move your feet, uh, make a first down by running. You know, we won the Super Bowl when when uh, we beat the Packers. If Elway wouldn't have scrambled out and run and jumped over everybody ten yards and made that first down, we probably wouldn't have won. But what I like about Russell Wilson is every time he runs, he runs smart. He'll get down, he'll slide, he'll get out of bounds. Uh, I had uh, I was uh, on the same team with Dante Culpepper at Minnesota, one of the best talents I've ever seen. Um, and he would run, and, and you know he would take a beating when he would run, and eventually it took a toll on him. And um, I just think Russell Wilson, the way things are going, you gotta you gotta hold the edge on somebody like that. You gotta keep containment. So 
when you do hand the ball off, there's more running lanes, it seems like. So if you get a guy who can run around, and, and a lot of people forget back in the day when the 49ers were winning all the time, Joe Montana and Steve Young could run. They'd run the bootlegs. They'd run the ball. Um, so it's been around for a while. It just depends on what system you have, what coaches you have, and you know if you run smart and don't take a beat, then you can get through a whole season. Hey, Bubby, continue to teach me here on how you watch a quarterback. Like, let's say when I watch Andrew Luck this weekend, um, how should I watch it differently than, say, I have before? Well, I just think he's fundamentally sound when you watch him. I, I, my, my little boy's 14, and we work on all that. He goes to the Manning camps, and we work on footwork, balance, uh, things that other people don't work. But when he, when he makes his drop and he plants the throw, he is fundamentally sound. And, uh, you know, he's not off balance. He his, his head's looking in the right direction when he throws. He opens his hips up and points his belly button at the target. You never see him falling off balance or taking unnecessary hits or getting rolled up on because of his because of his, his, how he's uh, positioned to throw the ball. Um, he's so smart when he reads defenses and, uh, and and he runs the ball well. I just think he's a big, strong kid. He's like Russell Wilson when he runs now, but he's bigger, taller, stronger, and probably has a stronger arm. Uh, but he's very athletic. Um, uh, it's fun to watch him. I mean, he's he's been remarkable in just three years. I mean, uh, usually it takes three years to catch on in that deal, and he's been in the playoffs every year. It's uh, it's fun to watch him play. Bobby Brister here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Bobby, if I were to make you general manager of whatever team, and I said you can have uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Andrew Luck, or Russell Wilson to build your franchise around, which one would you take? Man, that's a tough question, bro. That's a trick question. <laughs> how about how about any one of the four? That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, so would you would you say that you know maybe with the exception of Drew and Peyton, um, you've got probably four of the top six or seven quarterbacks playing on the right weekend here in the NFL? I think so. I really yeah. do. And you know what we're missing too is because he's hurt. Aaron Rodgers is a whole lot like. Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck. I mean, just because those guys are big, tall kids and they they can pocket pass too, you can't tell me Aaron Rodgers and um, and Andrew Luck can't go get it when they want to. I mean, they're four six runners. They're strong. Um, you know, they uh, they can extend plays and also go make first downs and touchdowns. So the only thing is, we hadn't seen Aaron Rodgers do it since he tore his calf muscle. So. Um, all all the guys in there are, are very athletic, you know, and you, you lose like Tom Brady can make plays with his feet too or avoid the rush. But um, uh, we, we're losing sight on Aaron Rodgers just because we hadn't seen him run in the last two or three weeks. But he is very he's very good with his feet. All right, one more question. I've got about a minute left here, Bubby. Who wins okay. on Sunday and why? Wow. <laughs> I think the home field advantage, we, we were lucky enough to be there a couple times uh, when we played. Um, I think it's going to be hard to beat the teams that have the home field advantage. I mean, it's, it's two weeks in a row. Uh, they've been there. They've been in their own bed. They hadn't had to fly. They hadn't had to travel. Um, I think the home teams have a chance to, to win both games. Are you still making hunting and fishing videos left and right there, Bubby? Not if I can help, but it doesn't pay the bills so well. <laughs> Well, at least you're doing it for fun, right? That's right. Yeah, I actually am going. Uh, I'm gonna go hunting this afternoon, but we don't do any more any more film and all that. I got a lot of friends in the industry, though. But um, it's 
spend too much time away from the kids too. Andrew's 14 and playing ball, so I hate to miss his games and uh, try to stay around as much as I can and work work uh, there in Mandible Covington. Yeah, no doubt. Those kids grow up really fast. I remember when your son was, shoot, five <laughs> at this point. So. Right, we were at the ballpark together. Yeah. That's right, a little, little t-ball. <laughs> Long time ago, but it happened quick, didn't it? Man, it oh, man. It sure did, man. Well, look, I appreciate you having me on the show. Y'all have fun up there in Philly. Are y'all in Philly? Yes, sir. We've got basketball tonight in Philadelphia, so. Oh, yeah, some great places up there. We had, had two years in Philadelphia, and it was a great place to stay. I can see where you'd fit right in here, Bubby Brister. <laughs> it's a good spot up there. Look, well, man, keep y'all it have up. a great trip and everything. Good luck in the game, and uh, you call me anytime. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate it. Bobby Brister, okay, former NFL quarterback, well, as you mentioned, over there in St. Tammany Parish now. Great insight from him today. More insight regarding this weekend's football games when Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox joins us next. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the show here on this Friday. We're pleased to welcome in Kevin Burkhardt. He's been a regular with us from the NFL on Fox. I think he's, I think he's done now uh, for the NFL season. It's been a long haul, but another great season for Kevin Burkhardt. Congratulations on another fine campaign, Kevin. How will you watch the games this weekend? Now that you are calling games on a regular basis and you've seen so many of these teams in person, do you actually get to sit back and enjoy it, or is it something different for you, like like the two we'll see on Sunday? Yeah, you know what? I I, I will sit back and, and enjoy it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a there's that TV bugging me now that notice that notices things that maybe I wouldn't have noticed, you know, five six years ago of certain things that the the crews are doing, or, or how would our crew do it, or what do we do that's a little different, you know, things like that. But I absolutely, I mean, I'm 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 a giant football fan at heart, Sean. So. Um, it'll, it'll be cool to sit back and, you know, it makes it more fun because, you know, I know the team so well being in the league and doing all these games. So it, it, uh, it honestly makes it more enjoyable. So I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to the matchup. It should be good. And in that vein, I guess, if you had to pick one, which one seems to be more entertaining to you and why? Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really intrigued by the Seahawks green Bay game. I mean, I, I think, um, I think for a number of reasons. First of all, I'm I'm just kind of fascinated by Seattle. I mean, their trajectory this year of, you know, how their path went, how they started, and they hit a little rocky. But they weren't the same, and they traded Harvin, and, and then they hit a spot in week 12 where they got everybody healthy, and then they turned it on. And they might be better this year than they were last year right now, which is crazy. Uh, but, but they might be because 
the defense is playing at at least the level of last year, if not better. And Russell Wilson is better this year than he was last year. You know, I don't care what his numbers said. I mean, he was down at a couple of areas numbers-wise. His rushing was up, that's for sure. But he is just so good, Sean. You know, he, he doesn't get his due. I think because uh, – I shouldn't say that. He gets his due. But he doesn't get, I don't think, still enough credit because he's not your fantasy quarterback. You know, he's not a guy that the average fan will have on their fantasy team. And there's going to be weeks when he throws for 180 yards and they're going to say, wait a second, this guy's not that good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but he's tremendous. He makes big plays. He doesn't make mistakes. I just think they have everything working. Um, you know, and you're going against a Green Bay team that is, is interesting, too, because they almost peaked a little too early, I thought. But then they kind of got back on the horse, and now they're kind of ride, trying to deal with Rodgers' injury. Rodgers was brilliant against the Cowboys. But the one thing is his mobility is clearly limited, and I think that helps Seattle a lot. You know, I, I really do. And we'll see if that does make a difference in this game. So I just think it's a great matchup. You know, you're talking about a prolific offense against the best defense in the league. Doesn't get better than that for me. And, and also, you know, the storyline of a team trying to repeat as a Super Bowl champion for the first time since the 04 season. So I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff there. Kevin, you've been to Seattle. You know the 12th man in the whole nine yards. Uh, is Green Bay the one team, though, that might be mentally equipped to handle that situation? You know, I don't know that any team's equipped to handle the situation, Sean, and, and I don't even know if it's the mental part either. It's just that that team feeds off that crowd like, like nothing I've ever seen in sports, and, and it, it just plays right into their hands. You know, they, they don't go behind very often. You know, every game they play, even when they're losing or when they lose, they're never losing by much. They're always in the game. And so that keeps the crowd always in the game. And this crowd is, you know, I, I think people in New Orleans know uh, th that Superdome gets insane. And CenturyLink is is maybe maybe even another level. I mean, it's it's just it's gotten to the point now where the whole game these folks are standing and going crazy, and they definitely feed off it. So I just think it's the ability. Um, I don't know if it's the other team mentally dealing with it. For example, this past Saturday. You know, the Panthers didn't have any false starts or anything like that that, that seemed to affect them on the field. But I think that their defense really plays off that and, and plays even faster than they normally do um, off that crowd. I, I think it is a factor. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if Green Bay come out and, and do what they want to do, um, you know, against this defense. I know a lot's been talked about in that first week about Rodgers not going to Richard Sherman at all. You know, there's a reason they didn't go at him because you can't complete passes from his side. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line. So there, there's so many good matches there, but the crowd, it's real. It's it's a big factor there. There's no question about it. All right. Well, of course, that's the earlier the two games, and then the primetime game on Sunday is Indianapolis at New England. Is uh, Kevin Burkhart's with us from the NFL on Fox? Kevin, when you think about Indianapolis and New England, what's the first and foremost thought? <laughs> Well, I, I think I wonder if it's a passing of the guard. You know, here's Tom Brady, who's still playing at an unbelievable elite level at this stage of his career. And talked about Sean the last time a team repeated it, it was New England. You know, it was 03, 04. It's been a long time. You know, it's been a long time for them to be in the Super Bowl. It's been a long time uh, for that NFL repeat thing. <clears throat> but here's Brady. They're in the championship again after kind of holding off Baltimore. And here's Andrew Luck. And I think the interesting thing about this is, is – Consider this, and this is just me throwing it out there, but, you know, what if, you know, in a season where, you know, everyone's asking questions about Peyton Manning and has he played his last game 
And Brady, obviously, still playing at a very high level. I'm not saying he's going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying here. But in, in what if, you know, with the league now looking at those couple of guys and saying, okay, well, you know, those guys are up there. You know, they've got uh, hopefully a few great years left. You know, Drew Brees, same thing, hopefully a few great years left. But, you know, you're looking on the horizon. Who's next? I think Aaron Rodgers is clearly in that class. But I think Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck are very much in the forefront of that conversation. So wouldn't it be interesting if Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck were the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl this year? So I think I think it's all on Andrew Luck because even though Indianapolis did uh, a lot of things that surprised me, they ran the ball against Denver with Heron. You know, they played much better defense than quite honestly I thought they were capable of. I mean, I, I like Indy. I just didn't think they were capable of that defensively on the road. But to me, Sean – it's about Andrew Luck. It's about him, you know, going off in this game in Foxborough of Indianapolis is going to win the game. That's what I think. Interesting. Oh, man, that is interesting. Um, do you read anything into prior meetings between these two clubs this season? <clears throat> I really don't. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it means anything. I really, I really do not think it means anything. I think, you know, I think the only time that I would read into meetings early in the year into the playoffs is when – I had a conversation with John Lynch about this during the year. You know, if you have a division opponent that, you know, a team beats a couple times pretty good and then faces them again in the playoffs, I'd give some merit to that team beating them again. You know, the conversation I had with John is in that situation because, yes, yeah, sometimes there are just those teams that match up well with other teams. And, and no matter how good one team is or how bad another team is, just the matchups are in favor of, of one squad. But I think when you're, when you're playing once, Anything can happen. Anyone could have a bad day. You know, get a fumble. You get interceptions. I really don't. You know, I really don't look at it. And and, and geez, in, in the case of Green Bay Seattle, it's week one. I mean, so much has changed since then. So, I really put zero stock uh, in these guys meeting earlier in the year. Good perspective. All right. So you're telling me it's going to be Seattle and the Colts in the Super Bowl, right? I'm I'm feeling that. I'm not saying okay. I'm going to be right, <laughs> but that's what, that's what my gut is telling you. Oh, I, 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 I kind of bring that up tongue-in-cheek. I guess you and I have seen enough games in, in these leagues, whether it be MLB, NBA, or NFL. I don't know how people gamble on these games because every time I think I know, I really don't know. And maybe that's the best part of the whole thing. That's what makes it fun, right? I mean, you know, any given Sunday, any time, it's so true. Anytime, I mean, how many times, Sean, have you gone to know a game? I know I have, and, you know, I, you know, I don't – I don't really, I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game when I broadcast the game. I really, that's really my only goal. Um, and how many times I've gone in thinking, okay, this is, uh, this is the storyline, and this is what's going to happen, and then the complete opposite happens. <laughs> you know, it's just that's what makes it fun. I think you, you, just, you just don't know. It makes it really fun. Should be a great Sunday, of course, in the NFL. Hey, Kevin, uh, before I let you go here, I got to ask you what's next. I mean, I think you've come off the run with MLB, and then really uh, ascended the ladder at, at Fox with regard to the NFL coverage. What do you want to do now? Your football season, I guess, is coming to an end, so what's next? I know. I'm sad. I'm going to miss football, Sean. You know I love it. Um, I have a little bit of college basketball on Fox Sports 1, um, so hopefully you get to check that out, a uh, little college hoops. And then, yeah, we'll be back for baseball. I'll be doing um, a lot of studio for Fox and Fox Sports 1 for – baseball games for our shows during the week and for our game of the week on Saturday. So uh, I'll definitely be around, but, uh, you know, always be ready to get back to football because, you know, I just love it. It'll be back soon enough. There's no doubt. Hey, you've been putting some good stuff on Twitter here lately. How can folks follow you? Oh, I appreciate it. It's just, uh, it's just at Kevin Burkhart, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of sports, a lot of stuff that I'm involved in, but I'm, uh, I'm kind of a goofball, Sean, so I'll go off the ranch and tweet about random stuff sometimes. So if you can deal with that, I'll, uh, I'll try to entertain you. <laughs> I think that makes it for better because I, I don't need hard-hitting news all the time. So entertain me. <laughs> that's what I always say. So perfect. Oh, uh, I try, brother. That's for sure. Perfect. Hey, as always, uh, thanks so much. You're a treasured guest for us, and I wish you some rest first. Uh, and then some fun, too, as you get ready for that college basketball and Major League Baseball. Hey, pleasure being on with you again, bud. Be well, okay? Yeah, we will. Thank you very much. Kevin Burkhardt from the NFL on Fox, helping us get ready for Championship Sunday in the NFL. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, that's the sound of Mardi Gras, baby. Just something about the tradition of it all. Even though Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew scratch off from the lottery, you could be feeling like a king with up to $3,000 or even $12,000 in your back pocket. Stop and pick up Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew today. Now that's better than the good beans, baby. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Mardi Gras is just around the corner, and Shreveport Bossier City invites you to experience Mardi Gras in the Arklatex, starting with the Crew of Centaur Parade on Saturday, February 7th. Cap it off with the Crew of Gemini Parade on Saturday, February 14th. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Let's turn our attention to basketball. As we mentioned last night was the Monty Williams radio show on WWL-FM. We get a great two-segment visit with Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, each and every Thursday night. So we'll file this under the uh, um, category of in case you missed it. I want to share that with you today on the Black and Blue Report. Here now is segment one from my weekly visit with Monty Williams. Congratulations, Coach. Big win on Wednesday night against a very good Detroit Pistons basketball team. Yeah, we were really pleased with the focus and execution of the game plan. We, we talked about keeping Detroit off of the offensive glass. Our guys held them to three offensive rebounds. We shared the ball. We had 23 assists and the overall play, especially in the first half, defensively, holding them to 36 points. There were a number of times that they had to make lineup changes and call timeouts, and, and those kinds of things make you feel good as a coach and as players because you know it's what you are doing that's causing those problems for a really good team that's run through the league for the past two and a half weeks. Coach, you had a day of practice in between what was a bad game at Boston and a good performance on Wednesday night. How much did you need that practice day with your team to kind of get to where you played on Wednesday? Yeah, we had a one of our tough film sessions. It's one of those film sessions where you leave and uh, players don't care much for me after that. But, you know, as coach, I have to tell them the truth as I see it. And uh, they know that I'm going to push them to do the right things every single day. And it was also a good day for us to get Quincy in the gym and go over some of our plays. He's a breath of fresh air for us just because he plays hard. He has the ability to knock down shots, and he's familiar with what we do, and, and that's a, a huge bonus for us. And so the practice day had a number of benefits that gave us a chance to put Eric and Tyreek at the point guard position with us not having Drew and uh, gave us a chance to think about the kind of ball we were going to have to play 
against a really good Detroit team. And to see them respond the way they did, I mean, like you said, it makes you feel good as a coach. You probably feel good about them too, you know, in a mutual way. I do. I, I think what gets lost in uh, the basketball business and what people write about is how deeply you get attached to these guys. And uh, they will drive me nuts on some days. But I don't think they could do that if you didn't have a, an emotional tie to them. And they, they understand that, you know, we're connected. And on days where we have a bad day, like we had in Boston, we have to be even more connected. And that's why I was so critical of myself um, after the game, because uh, I owe it to the organization. I owe it to Mickey. I owe it to these guys um, and our fans to, to have our guys ready to play. When they're not ready to play, I take that really seriously. And my wife and I had a number of, of long talks the last couple of days about that particular uh, subject because we do care so much about these guys. Everybody calls this a business, and we try to take the business aspect away from uh, what we do and make sure that we always care about our guys and always try to put them in a position to, so they can succeed. Coach, you mentioned all those, all those folks around this team who have that care and passion. You mentioned Mickey and the organization, the fans too, and we've seen their, their passion start to come back a little bit here now with the way that you all have played. I think that they are rooting for you all more than ever to take a game like last night at Detroit and string a bunch of them together. Yeah. Um, and so I see their frustration too in, in that in that vein, if you will. Yeah. What's the challenge in avoiding kind of the yo-yo pattern a little bit? The one thing that fans, we always want them to understand is that our guys are determined to, to be a team that can put wins together. If they're going to get frustrated with anyone, they can put their frustrations in my lap because it's my job to get the guys ready to play. Our guys are responsible, and they have to take their share of, of ownership as well, but we know we can do it. We've just had so many heartbreaking games, uh, San Antonio tip-in play that nobody can s still explain how that happened. The Boston game we had under control, so many games that we felt like the Charlotte game we had under control. And tonight was a prime example. We had a big lead. We stayed on top of the game and stayed with our game plan, kept sharing the ball. And all of our guys, to a man, you know, Anthony, Ryan, all those guys were like, that's how we got to play, guys. And once we adopt that uh, and get out of this diet get, and make it a lifestyle, because uh, when, you're, when you're on a diet, you just go back and forth. And when you have a lifestyle of doing something, it just becomes an everyday thing. And once we do that, which I feel like we will, like I say all the time, we can compete with anybody. I don't care who it is, uh, the best teams in the West, the best teams in the East, especially on our home floor, uh, we can compete with anyone. When you look at it that way, and that's a great way to look at it, you and I both are fathers as well, and in your role as a teacher, you're always trying to guard against what trips your class or what trips your team up. What specifically trips this team up right now in that pursuit? You know, it's a hard thing to, to uh, pinpoint. I've talked to our guys about it. We have to learn how to stay in between. And when emotional things that happen in a positive way, we bump up a little bit, not too much. When they happen in a negative way, we go down a little bit, not too much. And I think in the past, we you know, we win a big game over a San Antonio or Houston or Phoenix, Memphis. We're world beaters. We lose a game against Charlotte, Boston, that we think we should have won. We kind of go in the tank. And to be in the NBA and to, and to go through an 82-game season, you're going to have highs and lows. But you got to learn how to manage 
your emotions. And um, the way you do that is to stay together, and, and especially on the road. And I thought I saw that in the Detroit game. Our guys, even when Detroit tried to make a run, all of our guys, whether it was in a timeout or the free throw situation, they stayed together. So I think we have to learn how to manage our emotions. And I talked to the guys about that yesterday. I said, we've, you know, for the past month or so, we've gone through this win one, lose one, win one, lose one. It's tough to manage and keep your composure because the, it's such an emotional roller coaster. And unfortunately, these guys listen to what people have to say. I, I, I wish they wouldn't because it, it only matters what we say about our team and what needs to be done. And, and if you're listening to too many people, then your emotions can go off the chart. So we, we have to learn how to manage wins and losses, tough times and good times. And I, I know that when we do that, we're going to become not just a consistent team, but a team that can whip anybody, any place, anytime. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, part two of my interview with Coach, right after this. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans and Sixers tonight. Now more of my visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams from last night's Monty Williams radio show. Coach, I'll ask you about Drew Holiday in a moment. Let's talk about the new guys, though, in the mix here. First, Quincy Pondexter. You've had a practice and now a game with him. It seemed like, at least from the broadcast position, he accounted pretty well for himself on the game floor last night. Yeah, he... He brought a, a different energy at the three position and at the two position that we haven't had. Um, his ability to guard, uh, even point guards, was eye-opening for some of our guys, and they got a chance to see what we've been talking about as coaches. You know, the two-way player who gives it up on the defensive end, just plays team basketball. It's only been one game, but I know he can play even better than he played against Detroit. And the thing I like about Quincy, he's been around me already, so he knows what we want. He's tough as nails, and I just have a great deal of respect for how he's matured over the past few years. And I think people forget, you know, we didn't want to give him away or trade him away. We had a tough situation, and we didn't have many guards, and we needed to to get another guard and we traded him but it was a reluctant uh, hesitancy that you know we kicked ourselves when we saw him scoring and doing some things for Memphis we were really happy with Gravis but we we certainly knew that we put a lot of work into Quincy and we were watching Memphis reap all the benefits from that it's good to have him back he and coach Freddie have kind of picked up where they left off and I think he's got some upside still um, as far as being in a new system uh, back with us again playing with a different team, he's going to make us a better squad. That's right. That You know, 
I forget. That was right when Chris Paul had left. You all needed a guard like that. If I remember correctly, I think Quincy was one of the first guys that you had kind of taken out of college basketball or whether and started to develop them and then had to watch them them go away a little bit. You know, I, I look at the group now on your wing. You've got you've got Quincy and Dante Cunningham who's fulfilled a certain role for you. Let's not forget about Luke Babbitt and uh, and John Salmons too. When you collectively now look at the wing coach, what do you see? What do you feel you have? Well, I think all of those guys can uh, certainly play a, a big part in our success. You know, people forget that Luke held down the starting position for a long time, and uh, he ran with that position and made a name for himself and proved to people that he belongs in the NBA, and that's not something that we just want to sweep under the rug. Uh, I think that the combination of the wings that we have now, we feel like we can defend um, anybody in the league now and make them pay on the offensive end. I think in years past, we haven't felt that comfortable uh, having two-way players from the, the three position. And you said it. I mean, Quincy's a guy that we spent a lot of time with and put a lot of work into him and, and you know, watched him play well in Memphis. You know, to have him back here along with Dante, another guy that I coached in Portland, two guys that really know me and know what I'm about. Uh, they know, you know, they got to bring their hard hat every day. And, you know, we, we want to be able to build on having those two guys in our program. And it's also going to help me to coach without having to say anything because I can always point to those two guys and say, that's how you're supposed to play every single night. All right, very good. Hey, Nate Walters is here on a 10-day contract, Coach. Young guard, South Dakota State. Got a little bit of a run last year with Milwaukee when they were down. And here he is available for you to evaluate him. What do you think you'll see? What might you ask him to do over the next week and a half? Well, I think Nate's a guy that we've liked for a while. Just didn't you know, have a chance to be around him at all. We watched him in Milwaukee last year. Thought he had some wiggle to his game when he had the ball. He's a pretty good passer. The numbers don't tell the story about his shooting because they don't look great. But the last month of the season, I think he shot 55% from three. And he was a pretty good shooter in college. And so I uh, talked to Jason Kidd by text from London because they're in London playing the, the Knicks and another coach, assistant coach, Joe Prunty, about Nate. And they both raved about his ability to uh, stay in the gym, uh, loves to play, loves to work, great kid. Uh, I see a toughness about him when I watched him on film and when I watched him last year. I think he's got a future in the league. It just takes time for young guys, especially at the guard position. Coach, before the game, I asked you about Drew Holiday, and you were quite clear in saying, hey, look, when, when Drew can't go, he really can't go. This is a high pain threshold guy and you you kind of believed it was more of a day-to-day -day situation than anything else are you equipped that if let's just say it's it's a no-go on Friday or even through the weekend are you equipped um, at point guard based on the way that Tyreek Evans played at Detroit and based on the way that Jimmer gave you some minutes well we don't know yet you know we, we played well tonight obviously Drew and AD are the heart and soul of our team and we're much better when he's on the floor but Tyreek did a, a, a decent job tonight of distributing the ball, getting to the basket. I think the combination of having Eric and, and Quincy guard Jennings helped Tyreek where he didn't have to chase a guard around and he had more energy to facilitate and, and, and run the team. Uh, but Tyreek's played the point guard position before. He's got big body and he's, he's about as strong as any guard in the league. And so that really helps us. And Eric's played the point guard position. He played at Indiana some. So, you know, if we get Drew back, which we hope we will, that's just going to make us a better team. And Jimmer was really good tonight, you know, running the team when he had to. 
Um, I thought he was good attacking the basket. And, you know, he's starting to understand what we want from him when he's out there on the floor as far as playing the way that we play. Coach, lastly, you've still got Philly, Toronto, and New York on this trip. At the start of the week, you had mentioned that you and your team seem to be in the mindset of this can be a separation trip for us. If you wouldn't mind expanding on what, what that exactly means, and does that mindset stay the same here with these next, next three to go? Yeah, we, we've talked about this being a separation trip, not just as a team, but as an organization where we get away from playing 500 basketball for good. That's no disrespect to the teams that we're going to play. We just feel like uh, it's about time. We put some, some games together and, and get away from playing 500 ball. We want to have a winning season this year. And AD texts me after the game, and, and he said the same thing. He's like, Coach, this can still be a separation trip. And so when guys are thinking the same way that I'm thinking and, and the message is getting across to them, that really grabs a hold of your heart as a coach because when your guys can facilitate your message, when they're thinking about the things that you talk about, you know that that's going to translate into success going forward because when we're all in lockstep, that's what you call a team. And, and for us, you know, we want this trip to be a signature trip for our team and the organization. Hey, we're moving away from 500 basketball. And, and that's it. We're never coming back here again, and that'll help us for years to come. Well, Coach, here's to a great weekend. Thanks, as always, for a great visit here as we move on to the next city. Yeah, thank you, and again, to all of our fans and people listening. If you got some spare change, take it down to the New Orleans Mission, uh, Second Harvest, Covenant House, three great organizations that do a lot for the people in our city who don't have and aren't as blessed as we are. And, and I can speak from experience um, I, I sow my own finances, my wife and I, and we know that money is going to work well and hard for a lot of people who need food, clothing, a place to stay. And so we're talking about three great organizations that could use all of our, our help and support. So God bless you all, and um, have a great night. All right, there you have it. Coach Williams and the Pelicans in action tonight at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. They'll take on the Sixers at 6 p.m. Central Time. Coverage, of course, on the Pelicans Radio Network and on Fox Sports New Orleans. Um, interestingly enough, and Daniel Salerson reminded me of this the other day, it is um, a little bit of a story tonight as Monty Williams and John Salmons uh, will wear the same colors tonight once again in Philadelphia. Tonight, obviously, Monty Williams as the coach, John Salmons as the player for the Pelicans, but those two were teammates as players in Philadelphia a little further back in the day, as they say. So we may uh, discuss that tonight a little bit as well. Keep an eye out on that starting lineup as we hit the air at 6. I think probably you're going to see Tyreek Evans again as the starting point guard. There has been some question on whether Anthony Davis is a full go for tonight. But again, we'll have the full word from Coach and have it for you just after 6 Central this evening on the Pelicans Radio Network and surely as well on Fox Sports New Orleans. Hey, we're off to a Toronto and then New York to finish off the road trip after tonight's game at Philadelphia. That's a day game on each of those two days, Sunday and Monday. And uh, with Dr. King's holiday on Monday. No black and blue report, just Pelicans basketball from Madison Square Garden. We'll be back with you from Studio B in New Orleans on Tuesday. And we're ready to start a stretch there where the Pelicans will play 10 of 12 at home. Tuesday's show will also get us up to speed on the Senior Bowl over in Mobile. John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com is a big part of our festivities on Tuesday. And so we hope that you'll join us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Pelicans. And here from Philadelphia, I'm Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.